Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast, brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast, I'm Andrew Musgrove and today we're joined by Lee Ryder who is over in China, he's just taken in Newcastle's defeat to Wolves, a 4-0 hammering. Uh, Lee, first and foremost, your thoughts on what you've just witnessed over in China? Yeah, it was <laughs> a strange um, performance in some ways. I think the first 15 minutes of the game... Newcastle went on the front foot um, and then I sort of quickly realised Wolves' tactics, which was obviously to let Newcastle burn themselves out and that's what they did because um, with the heat and the energy just sapping away, suddenly um, Wolves just stepped things up, killed the game off, three great finishes and it was over by half-time. But realistically, Newcastle didn't have the quality because in that 15 minutes that they did have, um, they were unable to really test the goalkeeper um, down to the lack of striker. So, yeah, a lot of problems on the pitch. Um, I think the players are they're trying the best, but with no direction at the club at the moment. Um, a lot of players who you thought you'd seen the end of suddenly in the starting lineup, you know, people like Lazar and Jack Colbach, um, Newcastle don't look like a Premier League team and um, I mean the, the last two seasons have done brilliantly under Rafa Benitez to, to stay where they are but at the minute they're just lacking that quality and it was frightening because I watched the Man City West Ham game after that and both of those teams looked far superior to Newcastle in terms of pace fitness all that sort of thing so it was worrying well, certainly a lot of work to do. Obviously, Steve Bruce announced as head coach uh, just half an hour before the team news came out this morning, 10 o'clock uh, England time. Um, your initial reaction to Steve Bruce, we all knew it was coming. Um, what's the kind of vibe been around the players um, before and after the, the game there? Yeah, I mean, I've I've said from the, from the very offset that I didn't think Steve Bruce would be a popular opinion. Uh, I know a couple of the quotes that I said seem to somehow get lost in, in translation a little bit. Uh, but there you go. Um, my view is always this wouldn't be a popular appointment. I mean, you look around and you see 
who else could have taken the job? Realistic candidates were few and far between. Um, but, but, you know, Newcastle now, they have to get on with it with Steve Bruce. So it's going to be hard. He's got to play our battle to win first. And then he's got to start trying to win, win games on the pitch. So it's going to be tough. And the reaction of players to, to the announcement that Steve Bruce is the man to replace Rafa Benitez, has it been a is it been a positive one or has it been as you expected? No one's going to come out and say, you know, we're not happy with the appointment of Steve Bruce. To be honest, I've spoken to players on and off the record, and I think they just want to they want someone who's going to come in and and lead the team now because it's gone on. I mean, it's beyond the joke we're losing at the the time it's taken. Uh, and you look at the situation overall and Newcastle really have struggled to, to get a big name um, did they have the, the money and the ambition to do that That's, that is debatable and um, they say they've got the money to bring in for players but they haven't, we haven't seen evidence of that this summer so far I mean look, they did bring on the run in January so you know they'll say that the ambition is there, but we just need to see a lot more of it. But I just think it's going to be a hard one to, to turn around. And you, you mentioned there at the start about the players who thought their careers were probably over at Newcastle, kind of getting a, a second chance, the likes of Callback, uh, Lazar. Um, Did any of them sh- show you anything this, after- this afternoon that they were capable of you know, showing Steve Bruce that they could be first-team members of his squad? I mean, Jack Callback is he's never a player who's going to stand out with spectacular performances. I think once he's in a team, once he's a cog in the wheel of a team, he can sit in front of the back four and he can, he can do the things we've seen him do before. Um, Lazar, I mean, he's a player who got frozen out by Rafa Benitez. Wasn't his finest hour tonight. I think he's a bit... A bit unfortunate in some ways that he charged over from left back to right back to try and remedy a situation, but made it worse when he lost the ball after the cells had been dispossessed. So, I, th- I mean, I've I've seen Lazar play a lot of games within the 23s, and you can't really judge it too much on that. But you know, I've seen him very closely, and I know that. He has got that trick and that injection of pace. So he could be a squad player. Steve Bruce had him last season on loan. Um, we spoke to Lazar after the game and he said that he was looking forward to Steve Bruce coming in because he feels that you know he can motivate the team. I mean, that's the key. I mean, and more than one player said that to me, that honour off the record, is that they think that Steve Bruce is capable of bringing them back together. And that's going to be the key. Uh, regardless of what people are saying outside whether they like the appointment or they don't like the appointment it's down to whether Bruce can win the respect of the dressing room and the players most of them seem to think that he can so we have to win see how the things pan out well, that's kind of been the message from uh, Lascelles about United Front let's get on with it um, I just want to talk about kind of the performance that we saw there because um, I know you, you didn't have the benefit of the replays um, but some of the kind of defensive positioning, they, they look to be all over the shop. What was the reaction? Has it been a case that they're kind of just saying, um, 
you know, it's 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 about fitness. It's about preseason fitness rather than the the performance. I mean, that's what players will they'll always tell you that that results aren't aren't important. But in Newcastle's case, it might have just done a little bit more for morale. They got a result, but you know, after that first fifteen minutes, it never looked like it was going to be possible. Um, you know, sitting right back in the stands, you've got that tactical view of things, so you could see the shape or the lack of shape at times. And, you know, for me, it was very, very reminiscent to that performance against Braga last year, about 12 months ago, when everything kicked off with Rafa Benitez. And just, I don't know, Newcastle just seem to keep bringing themselves in this position where the, everything seems like it's on the brink of collapse. And sadly, um, Steve Bruce is the one that's going to coming in and uh, try to clean it up but whether he can or not who knows I mean he's already he's already won the fall with one bookmaker to not be here in 12 months time so that tells you everything it does now he's on the way to China he's going to be uh, hopefully in the dugout for the game against West Ham on Saturday um, what do you think he would have made of today's performance you know if, if he's seen it or he, when he does see it uh, will he have cause for concern or will he be just looking forward to getting the players down and, and kind of putting his mark on this squad? I mean, I think he, Bruce is more of a match day motivator slash man manager. And I think he'll be going around individuals and having chats. Um, I know, I mean, even last week, uh People close to Steve Bruce were already putting the feelers out and trying to get little snippets. Uh, because I took it. <laughs> I received a couple of phone calls myself from people who were obviously trying to get those bits of information about what is going on at the club and why things are, are the way they are. And yeah, he'd be going round and he'd be potentially getting hold of people like John Joe Shelby and trying to, you know, put an arm around them maybe because then they play who's got unbelievable match-winning ability. He's just not doing the right things at the right time. A couple of free-kick situations today when he just made the wrong decision. Um, so I think overall for Steve Bruce, it's just going to be a, it's a tough job for him because he probably needs to hit the ground running in terms of results to keep people off his back. But ultimately for Bruce, I think he'll now hope that He's going to get that back in the window. I mean, that Joel Linton deal is being processed rapidly as we speak. So hopefully it's a happy ending with that one. Um, but, but genuinely, you know, Newcastle probably need about five or six players, in my opinion, to really be able to, to kick on and move away from this. That is the next question. What's your take on the Joel Linton deal? We know he's been left out of the squad. It's been confirmed he's in negotiations with the Premier League. Club, we understand that is Newcastle, as you've just said there. Big Gamma, though, 22-year-old, hasn't got the most prolific of goal-scoring records, but he could fetch, uh, you know, 40 million euros. Yeah, it's, it is a bit of a gamble, but Newcastle have always said that the money is available for the right type of players. And obviously, whoever has been scouting, Joel Linton, has, has made it clear to Mike Ashley that this player could go on to be worth a lot more than he is at the moment. So they're seen as an investment, whether it's one that pays off, we don't know. Um, Newcastle generally generally don't 
splash out huge amounts of money, hence why they haven't brought a transfer record um, since Mike Loan. I know that Miron deal will eventually break it, but at the moment it hasn't. So, you know, you look at the other teams who are spending money, as I say, watching Man City and West Ham last night, it was frightening. They were looking at the pace, and Newcastle haven't got that. So that's what they're going to have to try and do. But in the end, Bruce will just have to try and call out results and, and get something. But once again, it's an incredibly tough start, them first three fixtures. It certainly is. And what did you make of Lee Charney's statement within the Bruce appointment, you know, saying we will be fully prepared for the new season? You know, I suppose he has to be, doesn't he? I mean, but with three weeks left of the transfer window, it's not going to be easy, like you say, to maybe bring in the five or six players that they need to at the bare minimum. I mean, to be honest, I think the deal's ready to go. Um, while he hasn't been officially confirmed in the days building up to this one, of course, uh, I think the work will have been going on. And for him, he's going to need those deals because generally, you know, you look at the new Newcastle squad um, and it's weak. So I think there might be a couple of players going out as well, but generally need to get those those bigger sort of signings over the line as quickly as possible. And just finally, uh, you watch Newcastle train. I think you were one of the only journalists there to get a, an insight um, of the training. What was that like and what's the mood been like around the camp? I mean, the mood around the camp isn't bad. Generally. I mean, there, there is some concern over... Amanda coming in. I mean, when I got there, some of the players actually approached me to to get an update because they'd obviously been there before me. Um, and you know, at that time, basically, the wheels were in motion for the compensation getting pushed through with Bruce. I know there's been a reaction from Chef Wed, but <laughs> Newcastle have now gone out and announced it. So the mood generally is good. I mean, these are these are like young lads, most of them, and. You know, they're excited that they're out in a place like China, um, seeing all the different technology, going to different stadiums, training hard uh, in a really intense stifling heat. So it's it's an adventure for them, um, but they know that things need to be sorted on the pitch and uh, hopefully they can sign out with a, a decent result. Fantastic. Well, there you have it. That's the latest from Lee Ryder over in China. We'll be bringing you the latest on chroniclelive.co.uk and, of course, all um, the news regarding Joe Linton and and Steve Bruce and, of course, the uh, live coverage of the game against West Ham on Saturday. Thank you very much, Lee. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Thanks very much, mate. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.